Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the online school. In this episode, we go into the art department at school and talk to Rachel Adams about how that works in an online environment. So we're going to find out her first thoughts about online learning compared to how her opinion of it might have changed. We'll discover the importance of art and other creative subjects in the curriculum, and we'll hear all about the benefits of teaching art and design to students coming from various cultures around the world. Then, for fun, I ask Rachel which artist inspires her the most. I wonder if you might know who that is. So come with me now into art as we hear from Rachel Adams. Rachel, welcome to this episode of the podcast and thank you for being here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's lovely here in Liverpool today. We've got blue skies, uh, fantastic weather. I've had a lovely morning, been teaching a variety of year groups this morning. We've been doing some portraiture, uh, been doing some biomimicry with uh, design technology uh, classes and um, it's been great. Okay, so you said you've been doing some portraiture and then you said something else. I didn't quite catch that. What was that? Uh, that was biomimicry. Uh, that's with uh, some DT classes at the moment. They're doing a project on biomimicry where we're looking at uh, the link between form and function with nature and how that can influence uh, product design and design in general. So what are some of, what are some of those links then that you've been looking at? Oh gosh. Um, well, we've been looking at, um, we've been getting students to do some of their own research, to be honest, and they've oh, okay. been uh, trying That's to clever. find out some links there. But we've looked at things like the bullet train in uh, Japan, which was, it was designed by a team and, and the leader of that team actually was interested in bird watching. And when they were trying to make the bullet train faster, um, quieter as well, um, they actually looked at a whole variety of birds and um, the bullet train was actually influenced by a kingfisher, I believe, the, no the beak of the bullet train, yes. Yeah. No way. So that's just one example, uh, yes, yeah. Um, we've also been looking at uh, the lotus leaf um, because the surface on the lotus leaf, you wouldn't really notice looking at it just generally, but looking up close, the lotus leaf has got this sort of stippling to it and um, some paint has been created based on the lotus leaf which um, is almost kind of like self-cleaning paint to apply to the exterior of buildings so there's so many different um, applications out there where biomimicry is um, really you know successful and works very well wow i, I had no idea <laughs> that, that's incredible that's yes. fantastic <laughs> okay rachel so in this episode clearly we're going to be talking about art in the world of online schooling. But I wonder, first of all, if you could just tell us a little bit about your own education, so where you went to school and what your own experience of school was like when you were younger. Yeah, of course, yes. Um, well, I grew up on the outskirts of Liverpool. I was born over in the Wirral, but um, I went to a small village school and then went to uh, an all-girls secondary school. I, I had quite bad asthma when I was young and, and still have asthma now, but the schooling, I, I missed a, a reasonable amount of schooling because of that. I had, you know, some issues in school with bullying, things like that, which I think, you know, as much as nobody wants to go through that, I, help it, I think it helps make you the person you are, really, mm. and you come out stronger from that kind of thing. But certainly some of those some of those things I didn't enjoy school necessarily because of all of that kind of going on in the background but there were elements of school that I loved and I loved my art and design kind of education mm. um, I had a fantastic teacher there who was really inspiring 
um, and had been a graphic designer actually himself in the past and had published books and things like this, which mm. um, I, I really helped and really helped me to enjoy that side of my education wow. and my schooling. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Obviously, now you're back in the world of education again, but how did you find yourself back into this world as a career? Um, well, it was something actually I'd always kind of thought about. Um, from school, I ended up doing a graphic design degree and was able to enjoy all kinds of elements within that degree. Where I also studied various things like glass and ceramics and product design. And, oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really great. Um, but from university, I went into graphics and became a designer, senior designer, and sort of progressed up the ranks, if you like, and ended up working for a large organisation where I ended up as a, a creative manager. I had a big team of kind of 20 different creatives and ended up uh, art directing. So I was very lucky, travelled the world, uh, art directing various photo shoots around the world, which is fantastic. But also, um, you know, a lot, a lot of traveling was involved and I, I was really enjoying the kind of mentoring side of the job. And mm-hmm. so as things progressed, I decided actually, this is something I'd really like to get into is education more. I'd grown up with that. My parents were both senior lecturers and things like that. So, okay. so I decided actually to leave my job and uh, go and do my PGCA and retrain and and uh, I've never looked back. I've absolutely loved it. I, I just wanted to share all of that experience with younger people, really. Mm-hmm. That's a big step, isn't it? To go from sort of the corporate world, being an art director, into back into school, doing a PGCE in order to then go and work in a school environment. It was a very big step at the time. It was a very big move. Yes. And um, not necessarily the right move um, financially at the time, but certainly long term. I was trying to look at the longer picture, the bigger picture and think about, you know, what um, what I really wanted to do long term with with my life and mm. and kind of sharing all these experiences. You know, I was very passionate about wearing, working with children of, of all different abilities, really. And mm. um, as I say, that mentoring side, I really enjoyed in my role. But it's, as you might know, working in a sort of creative environment, it's not necessarily a long-term role. You might move about, do different things, you know, and um, as much as that can be very exciting, I wanted to have more stability whilst also doing something that I loved. So Mm. that's the way it's worked Mm. out, really. So what was your first teaching role then? Um, Well, I I did a few different things when I first started teaching and I worked for some different colleges, uh, teaching adults, teaching uh, more mature students, um, also teaching um, students some diploma, BTEC, things like that. Okay. Um, Then I worked for quite a few years in secondary school, um, quite a challenging secondary school for various different reasons, you know, quite challenging behaviour at times. But yeah. what you may call kind of a typical comprehensive, if you like, students from all different kinds of backgrounds. And so I loved the, the um, different sort of challenges to that. Some students who uh, you are really pushing to achieve in their grades and really yeah. pushing to achieve those, you know, that, those portfolios that you wanted. Yeah. And other students who maybe you were supporting more because of their challenging circumstances. And how stressful did you find it working in that kind of environment? Um, It can be quite stressful at times. Uh, There's no doubt about it. 
you know, it's teaching education is a very rewarding role, as mm. I think most teachers would agree. But certainly working within, if you like, a bricks and mortar school, it certainly can have its challenges, you know, behavioural issues, uh, challenges with attendance, lots of lots of different challenges, really. But obviously that can be rewarding as well. The the beauty of of working with my online schooling is we have got all the fantastic sides, if you like, of teaching. Um, Obviously, there are challenges, but not necessarily the same challenges we would have in um, a traditional school and and it's really opened my eyes to to what's available and what you can really do online and mm. and the relationships you can build with students over mm. a webcam over a computer yeah. it's quite yeah. extraordinary yeah so then how did you first hear about my online schooling and what were your first thoughts about the concept of education being 100 percent online well in all honesty when all of this um started in the past year with with uh, covid and what have you I was a little concerned about online schooling and, you know, whether there would be that kind of relationship and whether it would be quite a distance learning kind of Mm. feel about it. And I did do some uh, online teaching with the school that um, I've been working in. But with being with my online schooling, it's like a very different concept. It's not like necessarily doing a lesson which is online and students are not used to that and they you know, they might find it a little bit difficult to adapt perhaps when they're used to something else. Mm. With my online schooling, I've found that the students are completely up for it. They're right. really excited as soon as they're online, you know, they're they're raring to go really. And um, as I say, the relationships that I've been able to build there have been fantastic. You know, the students are, uh, um, have got all their materials at home. They're very creative. The students at my online schooling have been fantastic. They've been really very interactive. Um, they, they love to get involved. Um, lots of them come along. They've got their materials ready. They've got the sketchbook ready. And, you know, they're raring to go. So it's it's been a great experience and has definitely changed the way I would look at online schooling. Definitely. It's probably not something I, I may have considered a while ago myself, but now that I've experienced it and I've experienced the teaching and the way the students have reacted to that, yeah. um, it's been a really, really positive experience. And, and I can see how well it works for, for various different um, students from various backgrounds and abilities, really. Mm. It's been really positive. That's really good to hear. Okay, so let's look at art and the creative subjects in school and in education. Why are they so important to have in the curriculum? Well, as you probably heard, I'm really passionate about this side of things. I'm really passionate about the arts and what it can give students and help them with their, you know, their lifelong skills to, mm. to not only participate but contribute you know, to this sort of visually literate society that we're living in now. Everything around us uh, influences us now. If you look at the TV that we're watching, the billboards on the sides of buses, the packaging, the clothes we wear, our homes, everything has been created by somebody creative as, uh, you know, a designer, for example. Somebody has created all of that. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about supporting our children, our, our students, you know, with that in their future lives. Art and design offers um, so much various different um, elements of art and design really for example personal expression and and visual literacy that I've just mentioned there where students are developing those critical creative and analytical thinking skills 
they are problem solving, thinking about risk taking. So that all of those skills not only work within art and design, but they work across, right across the curriculum. So really important uh, skills to build up and to support in other subjects as well. It can also obviously support with things like health and well-being, um, really help with uh, sort of therapeutic support for those students who perhaps are struggling maybe mm. or have got challenges in their lives um, and can also help with building self-esteem. That, that side of things okay. is very important as well. If we can build those skills, things like uh, risk-taking and problem-solving, then that's only going to help the students kind of with their attainment, moving forward, progressing and really kind of fulfilling their future ambitions. So I think, you know, combining subjects as well with things like science and technology and maths can, can break down those barriers as well mm. um, across some of those um, subjects. So I think it's really important that every child gets to experience some kind of creativity in their mm. education, links to other cultural activities um, to really uh, make the whole education broader, if you like, and, mm. and um, widen those horizons. And do you find it helpful to have pupils from different parts of the world in the same class when it comes to art, as opposed to in a mainstream school, most people being from the same town? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's it's an absolute pleasure to um, to teach these students, you know, from around the world. I've got classes where I've got students who are in uh, Eastern Europe, other students who are in the Far East and Asia and other students in Africa, we've, you know, as well as in the UK, obviously. And it's it's such an absolute pleasure. And it's it's just lovely to see the students from those different areas really interacting in different ways producing maybe work that might look slightly different but in the same way is all following the same objective they are all working together and we end up with this lovely community online mm. where you know we have got this real sort of classroom community feel mm -hmm. um, where students hopefully they don't feel it and certainly I don't feel like they're coming from thousands of miles away we've got we've got that lovely um, sort of interaction between the students and uh, you know that I can enjoy as well. Mm -hmm. That sounds very positive. Sounds very encouraging. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's it's really great. I I I've just been so so sort of uh, thrilled with it all. I've I've really enjoyed it uh, so far, and it's been such a pleasure to to work with some of these students. And mm. one of our projects actually with with uh, one group is about world art, and so we are looking at art from different places around the world and, and oh, it's perfect. lovely actually yeah, yeah it's, it's great to see some of those students chip in and say oh well you know I live in in this country in Africa and actually those yeah. masks don't represent what you're saying actually oh, they represent yeah. this or yeah, yeah you know or I've seen those you know I've seen those they were selling those down the market actually the other day or whatever oh, it might brilliant. be with different places in the world yeah it's, mm. it's been really great to see mm. that. Now, you touched on the fact that you were an art director before you stepped into the world of teaching. And we talked a little bit about that. But in what ways do you feel like being an art director before being a teacher of the of the arts in school has helped you as opposed to being someone who maybe graduates from university, then does a PTC and goes straight into teaching? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I think when you have got some industry experience, you understand how to apply the subject. 
So we're not just necessarily looking at the subject as, okay, these are topics that we're going to teach and try and edu educate students on mm -hmm. those topics. We're actually looking at, actually, this would work really well in this situation. Or some of the projects I've done with uh, DT, for example, we've been doing branding projects, which is okay. uh, some of the work that I've done in the past. And, yeah. and so it's, you know, that's been great to be able to talk to them about, well, actually, think about this, where would this work? You know, I remember trying this once and this didn't work. Or mm. think about trying that with this piece of software because actually this, the way you do it this way works better and it's a bit quicker. And, and so you might have sort of little tips with the practical side like that where you can, you know, I'm used to using that sort of industry standard software so I can share those skills with them. But not just that sort of practical side in that way, but also just sharing the whole feel as well. I think about industry and the, the creative careers, what's available out there, mm. you know, and sort of different directions that students could go in. If they've not thought about things, then, you know, I'm really open and happy to talk about that side of things with the students as well. So, yeah, I found that to be a benefit in that way. Mm. Rachel, I've got a couple of questions which are just for you now, nothing at all to do Ooh. with school life. Okay. Um, in the world of art, which artist inspires you the most, dead or alive? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Simon. That's putting me on the spot a bit there. <laughs> I should have thought about that one, shouldn't I? Um, you, you didn't know I was going to ask you, so you couldn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, goodness me. Oh, I couldn't pick one. I couldn't pick one, Simon. Maybe I could choose a couple. Um, you could you take know, two. That's fine. Oh, only two? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's have a think. Um, I love the work of somebody called Owen, Gil Owen Gildersleeve. Okay. He is a paper engineering artist. I love his work. I think it's fantastic. And I've seen that used in a lot of um, sort of advertising and branding and things. Okay. Um, so there's one that I love. Um, another influence. Goodness me. Okay. Let's say somebody more uh, of a traditional designer. I'll go for another designer just because that's my background. So okay. I'll go for um, Alexander Rodchenko. So one of the very early designers, constructivists, um, who has influenced many, many graphic designers since. So um, okay. I'll go for those two. <laughs> All right. OK, well, there's two names there that we can look up if we haven't heard of those, because I confess I hadn't heard of either of those. But I'll, I'll make sure I look them both up afterwards. If you could go back in time and meet any artist from the past, who might you choose? Mm. Perhaps I would choose somebody like Frida Kahlo perhaps oh, okay right yeah who had you know who had many challenges in her life and mm. was really kind of a leading light for um female artists at her time so I think somebody like that would be great to meet and and find out a little bit about her challenges and how mm. she overcome overcame mm. them no, good answer and a last question here when famous artists create something like a blue square that's painted and then they sell it for 1.7 million dollars and the media laughs at them are we all missing the point or is the artist just having a bit of a laugh with us no they're not having a laugh at all <laughs> um it's good to laugh about it i think you know the point is that we are we are having a reaction to that aren't we we are reacting to that where mm. you know that is making us feel a certain way it's making us talk about it and it's making us talk about art mm. so even though we might not appreciate that on a personal level. That might not be our thing, if you like. Mm. We might prefer something that's more traditional that we mm. can read into a lot more. But actually, something like that, I've found even, you know, when visiting galleries with students in the past or when talking about artwork with students online, 
quite often those are the pieces that you get the most response from. Yeah. So it can be really interesting actually to talk about those and just yeah. see what students have to say about them. So I think it's good to, to garner a response from those pieces and, and um, not maybe just think of them in the, in the obvious way of being perhaps a blue square. Mm. What a great answer. I love that. Rachel, we need to bring this to a close in a minute, but for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow up question to anything you've said, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with either either with you or with the school? Well, if you um, log on to my online schooling, then there's lots of information on there that you can go in and check anything out about us. Or there's also contact details on there that um, just give us a shout anytime and we'd be more than happy to help and support with any queries. Well, Rachel, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here on this episode and uh, opening up the world of art within my online schooling to us all. Thank you very much. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Simon. Thank you. So that was Rachel Adams talking all things art at school. A big thank you to her for coming on to this episode of the podcast. And as always, if you have any questions at all about anything you've heard, then just visit the school's website. You can search my online schooling and find it straight away. And also, while you're doing that, don't forget to follow this podcast channel because then it just means that when each episode comes out, you get a small notification to let you know that it's available. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.